It's that time again. Can you believe it? New month, new year, some new managers, maybe a few new players, but it's the same Premier League season and the same reliable kids soccer show with all the news, views and what rhymes with that? Interviews. Welcome to Two Halves on RTE Junior Radio. Coming up on the show, the transfer window is open and players are on the move. We're joined by soccer analyst and Tottenham blogger Matt Hayes, Shamrock Rovers and Republic of Ireland midfielder Jack Byrne drops by for a chat. And we hear from the under 15 Shamrock Rovers lads in the locker room. And we hear from the Morris family, who proudly wear the West Ham jersey at every chance they get. I'm Jack. And I'm Harry. And, and we So, since we left last time, Man City are still top of the table and Newcastle are still in the relegation zone. A lot of people are saying that it's a foregone conclusion that City are going to win the league already. But there's only 10 points in it between City and Chelsea and City still have to play a number of good teams. So I think it's too early to call just yet. But they are looking very strong and would be favourites, I think. But it's not a normal January because like before Christmas, there was an outbreak of COVID in the Premier League and loads of games were called off. And a lot of teams have games in hand like... Burnley, Tottenham and Everton and Aston Villa. So the Premier League table right now, it doesn't really paint the full picture. As well as the games in hand, it's the transfers that happen now in January that could really have an impact for all the clubs towards the end of the season. Okay, Harry, let's talk about what's confirmed and that we know and let's talk about some speculation and rumours. There are a few transfers I am really excited about. Two returns to the Premier League with Felipe Coutinho going to Aston Villa on loan and Kieran Trippier going to Newcastle. Uh, It's quite a surprise Trippier going to Newcastle and if they don't sign too many other players he could be down in the Championship next season. But he said himself when asked will he rather be pushing for Champions League with Atletico or facing a relegation battle with Newcastle he said he likes the challenge and that he enjoy playing for a lower team to try and help them out and also he wants a lot of money. (laughs) <laughs> they all do for Coutinho it's probably his last dance in the Premier League like he was outstanding when he used to play for Liverpool he was a wizard dribbling the ball and his free kicks were also so accurate and he was a great player until he went to Barcelona he went downhill for him really did he win the Champions League with Bayern? he did yeah yeah he won the Champions League with Bayern he, he's played well but he hasn't been anything to what he was for Liverpool and now he has one last chance to play in the best league in the world for a Premier League team, Aston Villa, and try and help them out as much as he can. And it should be very interesting to see him because he's a very talented Brazilian player. A real surprise was seeing Ferran Torres go to Barcelona, who weren't allowed to keep Lionel Messi because they were so-called bankrupt, but now they're signing players for £55 He only signed for City two years ago, was it? Uh, Started last season, yeah. He's only been at the club a year and a half. He's very young. And he hasn't really had the chance to shine at City. So maybe Barcelona will treat him better. Maybe he'll prove that he's much better in La Liga. And remember there at the end of last season, he went, he got a hat-trick in one game and he scored a scorpion kick or something yeah. against Newcastle. Like, he was brilliant. So those are some of the confirmed transfers. Now, Harry, have you heard of any spectacular rumours? What's the craziest rumour you've heard? Well, Yves Basuma is linked with Aston Villa for £50 million. That's all Brighton will sell him for now to them. And Ruben Neves to Man U, I don't know. He doesn't have the speed for it. He has the passing. He can spray it around the midfield. He just doesn't have the speed they need. And I think Frank Kessie would do a better job there. Yeah, but 
they're kind of different players. Like Cassie is more defensive minded, and Neves would be more your true ball man or your assist man. But Cassie would be the tackler or winning the ball and putting it out to the wings. They need both of those players. I have no doubt that Man U have enough money to maybe complete both of those signings. But it could go either way with Cassie because a lot of clubs are showing interest in him. Speaking of Man U, uh, with the money to buy those, they might have a bit more because Cristiano Ronaldo is concerned his dream with Man United may end in disaster. I read that his agent jetted into the UK to talk with Ronaldo who is not very happy with United's recent form. So the other names floating around in the transfer pond are the likes of Luca Digne for Everton. They need a new lease of life and Digne hasn't been having a good season at all. He had a brilliant season about three years ago but he hasn't looked the same since then. And the other one Harry is heavily linked to Spurs, Adama Traore. I'd love to see him come in. The Wolves player was linked to Barcelona, but then they signed Ferran Torres. So Spurs are one of the only teams in firm. Yeah, Adama is obviously one of the fastest players in the world. I think, is he the fastest player in the world? Oh, that'd probably be Mbappe. No, I think he's 96 miles per hour. No, I'm joking. 96? <laughs> A race car wouldn't go that fast, Jack. Yeah, I know. What's Mbappe, like 36? 38. 38. Adama is one of the fastest players in the world there's no doubt about that whether he has the clinical end product or not that's the question if you ever watch the dama he has great defensive awareness like he can play left wing back as well i've seen him do it a few times and he's put in great shifts there so he could bring so much to that spurs team and i think he'd be a great signing it'd be a huge loss for us but they're actually linked with matt doherty so it'd be good to see how that one fares out and clubs will have until 11pm on Monday, January 31st to make their signings before the transfer window closes. So next month we'll be talking about all the confirmed transfers on two halves and I wonder will Manchester City still be sitting pretty at the top of the Premier League table. Now it's time to welcome our next guest and we're very excited to get him here on two halves. He's the Shamrock Rovers in Republic of Ireland midfield Dynamo. He's also played with Manchester City, Wigan Athletic and in the Dutch and Cypriot leagues. Welcome to two halves, Jack Byrne. Hey lads, you Thanks for having me. Jack, we first saw you playing at the RSC in Waterford with the Ireland under-21s. You signed our programme for us and we could see you were outstanding on the pitch that night. You've been on some roads since then. What have been the highlights for you so far? Um, well, that wasn't a highlight. I think we got B4-1. I'd have to say around that time, I think I was playing in Holland, scoring against uh, PSV. Would have been a big highlight. Playing against the likes of Feyenoord, Ajax, they were big highlights. You know, obviously since then, making my international debut, winning cups, winning leagues, experiencing new things, going to, going to new countries. They're all big highlights. You must be delighted to be back at the Shamrock Rovers. You already know the club setup and the style of your teammates. Is it difficult sometimes for a footballer to settle into a new club and their gameplay, especially younger lads when they join a new team? Yeah, I think so. And you know, I think we've all been there as as young lads going, you know, going into training with the force team or, you know, when you're when you're when you're called up to train with the force team for that first time, it's it's nerve wracking and 
you can take you a while to kind of get your personality across. But I've been there myself and a lot of lads on our team have been there. So you, you try and help the young lads as much as you can because you know how difficult that is. But it's the same, like, you know, when you go to a new team, you're, you're meeting new people. And, you know, football isn't a game really where you stay at one club. You know, it's very rare that you, you play your whole career at one club and, you know, often managers change and people come in with different opinions. So it can be difficult to, to settle into managers' ways of thinking. You have to kind of adapt every, every couple of years and a couple of months to, to that situation. So what are your goals with uh, title defender Shamrock Rovers this season? Same as before when I was here, um, try and win a cup, try and win a league and, and try and qualify for Europe or do as well as we can in in that competition. Personally as well, you know, try and win a couple of players a month, try and, you know, be the best that we can be for the team. You know, as a team, we need to just be ready to, to go into the trenches this year and, and, and fight and, and, and try and get good results. Your old team, Man City, are sitting top of the Premier League table. Two things. What was your time like there and can they win the title? Yeah, my time was great there. I met some great people. Uh, Fergal Hart and Ryan Marwood, you know, people that brought me to the club, working under Patrick Vieira and, you know, people like that. Uh, Christian Latanzio. These people are great coaches and great people and, you know, uh, training with some of the best young players in the world and some of the best players in the world was brilliant. Really enjoyable. Very grateful for them for, for bringing me over and giving me the opportunity to be there. And can they win the title? Of course they can. I think they're going to win it by, by a fair few points this year. You know, they've been outstanding this year and the other teams look like they're just faltering at the wrong time. So, you know, I think they'll uh, I think they'll, they'll win the title pretty comfortable this year. What teams have impressed you the most in the Premier League this season? I like watching Liverpool. I love watching Man City. I haven't liked watching United this year, to be honest. I don't think they've been great. Um, I like how Brighton are trying to play at the moment. Palace under Vieira. I'm an Aston Villa fan, so I keep a close eye on them. And since Gerrard's gone in, they've they've done well. So, yeah, they, they'd be the teams I like watching. So... What age were you when it all came about? Or when did you know you were going to be a professional footballer? I probably knew from uh, from you know when it was early, uh, probably about eleven or twelve. I, I, I kind of knew that I had a talent, and I was was getting a lot of um, you know a lot of people talking about me across across the world in England, and uh, to have scouts coming up to me and clubs coming up to me offering me contracts from a very young age probably from the age of 12. So I kind of knew from, you know, around that age that it was going, it was going to go away. And a year or two later, it was, uh, it was probably moved over to Man City around 14. So it wasn't long after, after, after you lads probably sitting there doing this interview. I was moving over there and, and uh, starting my journey, really. Were you always an Aston Villa fan? I was always a Villa fan, lads. I, I, I always, always supported them. I got a, a jersey upon Pablo Angel. You're probably too young to remember him um, when I was younger. And, you know, we brought our used to sport and watch Paul McGrath, you know, a couple of Irish lads playing there. And you don't see too, too many Villa fans nowadays, but they were good. They were good back in the day, lads, don't worry. <laughs> and finally, can you give us your predictions on the Premier League, Champions League and the SSE Artricity League for 2022? I think Man City will win the Premier League. I do think Man City will probably win the Champions League. It'll be Man City or Bayern Munich. And I think that... Obviously, Shamrock Rovers are going to win the the electricity league this year. Jack Byrne, it's been a pleasure chatting to you here on Two Halves. Thanks for joining us so much. No problem, lads. Thank you. Well, we've been talking a lot about transfers and the title race, but what do you think? This month, we hear from the Shamrock Rovers under-15s in Enniscorthy and hear from Brendan, Killian and Johnny. Let's find out what teams have impressed them the most. Arsenal because of the start or 
looking like getting relegated and now running at the top. Uh, West Ham, there's no one, no one expected them to be championing for top six, even top four, so they're playing better than expected. West Ham as well, very good team, a lot of hard workers and they're good finishers. And lads, who do you think's going to win the Prem? Man City with the point gap between them and Liverpool. I'd say City as well, unless Liverpool somehow start winning and City losing, but I don't think that'll happen, so City. Uh, City on this after team gets injured and Liverpool So lads, any transfers that could benefit the team? Uh, Kessie for United because they don't have a strong midfield from AC Milan. Probably Haaland or Lukaku for City because they need a finisher and not having a strike and right let them down from the Champions League. Uh, United need Calvin Phillips or Declan Rice and Pogba needs to go. And who do you think might sneak into the top four? Uh, West Ham or Arsenal? Yeah, Arsenal, I'd say, might get in. Uh, West Ham might get in, but Arsenal probably die off at the end of the season. Hmm, interesting selection there, lads, especially with Arsenal. We'll see. Thanks to Brendan, Killian, and Johnny there, best of luck to the Shamrock Rovers in their own league. I hear they're absolutely cracking. Now it's time to welcome our next guest. He's a senior soccer analyst with Stats Perform. He's a YouTuber and blogger, and last year he was the silver winner of Best Young Creator at the Football Content Awards. Matt Hayes of the Tottenham Blog, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me, lads. It's a pleasure to join you. We're big fans of yours and of Spurs. We love your live reactions and commentary on the games. How did you get into this and creating and building your YouTube channel? Well, thanks for the kind words, first of all. Um, I started the channel about two and a half years ago at this point, just the, the week building up to the Champions League final, which, you know, of course, uh, didn't really go well uh, in the end, losing to Liverpool. But, you know, I've kind of always had an interest in uh, in journalism and, and talking about the thing that I love most, which, like he is, uh, is Tottenham. And I just decided one day I put the, the laptop in front of me, turned the camera on, uh, and I, I spoke for 10 minutes about, I think it was the, the signing of Jack Clark at the time. Um, and just kind of got into it from there and started building a bit of a following and just talking about Tottenham ever since. So have you always supported Spurs or how did it come about that you started supporting Spurs? Um, well, before I was really into uh, into football, my, my dad is a Liverpool fan. So he uh, he's always put the Liverpool jersey on me and tell me that, that I supported them. The, the day of my communion, my aunt and uncle came over from England uh, and they're Tottenham fans and they have a, a season ticket at the stadium. And my uncle said to me, uh, he said, I'll give you a fiver if you tell your dad that you're a Tottenham fan just to annoy him. So I said it to my dad and it, it really, it didn't sit well with him at all. I just kept him doing it because it annoyed him so much and eventually it stuck. And uh, I, I never did get the fiver, uh, but I did get a, a life support in Spurs. So maybe that's a better one. You also have a day job with Stats Perform. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It sounds very interesting. Essentially, what we do is the the analysis and collecting the statistics for uh, a lot of the leagues around uh, around Europe and the world. So we do the English League One and League Two. We do the the top two divisions in Belgium. We do Norway, Greece, China, uh, Thailand. So many different leagues around the world, and it's just such a, a pleasure to really be able to go in and, and sit in an office and, and basically watch football uh, for eight hours. I think it's uh, a lot of people's dreams. We're here in January. The transfer window is wide open. What are the biggest transfers you'd like to see? I think the the main one for now uh, probably bringing in a left 
left centre-back. And there's a few from Italy that I know we've been linked with in uh, Alessandro Bastoni from Inter Milan or Alessio Ramagnoli from AC Milan, who we may be getting on a free for the end of the season as well. Yeah, I think if we're talking dream signings, I'd probably go for, for Bastoni at left centre-back. Uh, Kessie as well, I think is a, a player that we could add to that midfield. And I, I don't know if that'll happen this January, but if we can get that done in the summer, uh, I'd be absolutely delighted. Do you think like the big, big names like Haaland or Mbappe, is there going to be any movement and Lukaku after all he's said now in the last two weeks will will there be any big moves for other teams um, yeah I, I think Lukaku will be staying put um, purely because I, I think teams won't really be wanting to go near him with the with the things he's said in the last couple of weeks um, I think Haaland is is definitely uh, one that will be on the move and I was listening to your last podcast and I know Kevin Doyle said he'd, uh, he'd like him at Manchester United and I, I think you know that's a move that could happen I know United will be uh, in for a striker but I think between Haaland and Mbappe I think Mbappe will move this summer but uh, probably Barcelona and Real Madrid will be the, the ones eyeing that up. But I think Haaland to Man City as well is one that we uh, can't rule out just yet. If Mbappe doesn't go now in January, he'll have to go for free in the summer. Yeah, that's going to be a massive loss for PSG. It was £160 million they spent on him. They, they turned down a bit of that amount last week as well. But, you know, it's, it's probably the, as Tottenham fans, it's weird to see, but there are clubs who just have that so much money that they can just, uh, they can reject such high fees. But I think it'll be a loss to PSG, but they'll probably get a replacement in. I know there's talk of them getting Joao Felix from Atletico Madrid, who'll be a, a very good signing for them as well. But uh, it's a lot of money to lose, but I'm sure they'll be just fine. And do you think there will be any shock transfers that no one's seen coming? For instance, do you think Kane might leave the club? I think we're I think we're safe with Kane for now. Um, I, I think you know the the form that he's on will probably be enough to to kind of turn City away from the move just now, especially with with how much uh, money Tottenham will be offering. I think a potential surprise move maybe Kane signing a new contract. Uh, I, I don't think that's the uh, you know completely out of the out of the game at the moment. Uh, in terms of surprise moves outside of Tottenham, I think this Coutinho to Aston Villa one, you know, Stephen Gerrard linking up with the player who he played with for, for two and a half years at Liverpool. It makes sense, but I think it's one that none of us would have predicted before the, the window opened. And finally, that jersey there behind you, is that signed by all of the players? It is. Um, it's signed by the 2010-11 squad. Um, I've, I've I've been able to make out a few na- a few names on it. I know Gareth Bale is there, uh, Luka Modric and Eunice Kabul, but you know with their signatures, they just scribble on, on the page at this point. So I'm not not sure who else is there, but it is uh, it's signed by the squad. I was lucky to get that for Christmas last year. One of my uh, most prized possessions. I was only born that year. <laughs> Making me feel old here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Matt Hayes, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Two Habs. Thanks very much for having me, lads. I really enjoyed it. Two Habs. Midway through January and West Ham sit fifth in the table on 34 points. That's certainly good news for the Morris family. Dad Vinny, Mam Olga and brothers Jack, Leo and Hugo. Let's find out more about these loyal Hammers supporters. Hi, I'm Vinny. I'm the dad of the family. I've been supporting West Ham for 33 years, I suppose. Uh, picked West Ham originally just not to be following Liverpool Man U at the time. I always thought they've had a fantastic academy, which is again prominent this year and the last number of years with the young academy players coming through. Haven't seen the likes of them since, I suppose, the late 90s with Rio Frank. Trevor and Paolo De Canio that those eras were fantastic. Just love going to then Upton Park and now the London Stadium most recently. My biggest memory would be presenting Paolo De Canio at Overseas Player of the Year. Last game of the season, nil all draw against Leeds in 2000. Hi, I'm Olga. I'm the mammy. 
and I started supporting West Ham whenever I met Vinny way back in the late 1990s. I'm really a West Ham supporter by default, but I love getting over to see the matches. There's always a fantastic atmosphere and West Ham seem to really look after their fans. They have these big bubble machines and all the crowd starts singing, I'm forever blowing bubbles and everybody gets behind the team. Another thing that attracts me to West Ham is the fact that they seem to have trained a lot of all of the fabulous players. Players like Rio Ferdinand, Joe Cole, Frank Lampard, all under Harry Redknapp's management, all have had fantastic premiership careers. My name is Jack. I'm the eldest. I've always liked West Ham since I was very young. My favourite player is Jared Bowen. He's had a good season last year, but this year he has progressed hugely. He is a brilliant player and I do think West Ham can go all the way in the Europa League. This season we are playing very well. We've beaten all the teams in London, including Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal and Crystal Palace. If we keep scoring as many goals as we are, I think we can get to the last top four spot. Hi, I'm Leo. I support West Ham because I think they're a, a great team. I would hope for to see them win the Europa League this year and maybe coming in the top four of the Premier League. We're going very well. We've beaten the best teams in the in the league this year, so our future's looking very bright. Players like Antonio, Jared Bowen, Rice, they're very good. I hope that we succeed. Hi, I'm Hugo. I'm 11 and I've supported West Ham all my life. Our star player this season has probably been Declan Rice. He's an old head on young shoulders. He's a great leader of the club. Another really good player is Antonio. He's been consistent. He's been our top scorer and he was joint top scorer with Suchek last season. I love going over to see West Ham in London in East End. I'll always be a West Ham supporter. Yes! Come on. Yes. Thanks to the Morris family there. I love seeing that bubble machine. Don't forget, if you'd like to get in touch, you can use the hashtag two halves. Well, that's it for another show. The transfer window remains open. Who knows how things will be when we return in February. Next month, we'll be talking to, among other guests, Arsenal's first team strength and conditioning coach, Barry Sullen. And we'll have all your latest news in the Premier League. But for now, from the two halves headquarters, where the window remains firmly open, it's goodbye from me, Jack. And me, Harry. Bye. Ashley, it's freezing, Harry. Would you close that window, please? The transfer window. No, Harry. The bedroom window. <laughs> <laughs> Too hot.